you, uh, Sangam Talks, and thank you everyone who has joined. The talk is about, uh, you know, the much talked about or much used um, ecosystem, uh, you know, and uh, in my book, uh, you know, which is titled uh, Sanghi Who Never Went to a Shakha, uh, there, is, there is a chapter called Hindutva versus the Ecosystem. Uh, so this talk basically uh, will build upon that chapter. Because the book as such uh, talks on, uh, you know, and touches upon many aspects. Uh, so the book is more about how, uh, you know, a change in the political narrative or in the political or socio-cultural change that India has gone through in the last couple of decades, especially, and definitely around 2014 general election, which suddenly saw Modi winning with a huge margin. And then again, repeating that performance in 2019, uh, that was, uh, uh, you know, unprecedented in, in, in a sense, and it, it really sent the other people into uh, shock. Uh, so why that happened? Uh, the book is broadly about that, and it touches, it touches many aspects. One of them is about, uh, you know, the, the ecosystem. Uh, even Prime Minister had talked about this ecosystem using the exact word in one of the political rallies, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, the, so, so that's what we would be, you know, talking about. I would, uh, you know, kind of structure this talk uh, in three phases. Uh, the first would be obviously, you know, it, it would be. I, I, I could sound pretty obvious on occasions, but sometimes it becomes necessary to say the obvious also. You know, so, so the first uh, phase would be that that we understand or we define what is an ecosystem, uh, you know. And uh, the second phase would be to understand why this, this particular ecosystem that we are talking about, uh, the so-called Congress-left ecosystem, uh, why is it anti-Hindutva? You know, I mean, at such ecosystem in itself doesn't mean it has to be anti-Hindu or anti-Hindutva. And, and uh, now that I have used both the words, let me clarify that personally, I don't see them as two different things. Hindus, Hinduism or Hindutva are the same thing. But in, in the course of my talk, it, it could happen that I, I, I can use words uh, which are understood in popular parlance, but which I don't you know, uh, technically believe in. For example, even the term right wing, for example, you know, uh, it, it doesn't, the left versus right binary doesn't really uh, completely fit the Indian scenario. It, uh, perhaps a better word would be dharmic versus non-dharmic. But without getting into too much of terminology, uh, let me put in the disclaimer that uh, I would be using the terms which are known in the popular parlance or in the journalistic circles, basically. So, the, so the first we understand uh, what is an ecosystem. Then this Congress-left ecosystem, uh, its genesis, why it's uh, against Hindus or uh, as they say against Hindutva. And thirdly, whether we we on the dharmic side or the right-wing side or whatever you call, we can have a similar ecosystem. Uh, now, uh, to understand, you know, to uh, start the phase one uh, part of my talk, to understand the ecosystem, uh, the best way to understand something is perhaps to, you know, understand the word, you know, because there is, there is a reason why we use a particular term to denote uh, something. Uh, you know, recently, for example, in the COVID-19 uh, uh, second wave, uh, most of you, almost everyone of you must have heard about the term vulture journalism. So why did we use that? You know, I mean, it, it, it was pretty, pretty obvious why we use that, because vultures uh, are looking forward to deaths. They feed 
on the dead literally and uh, and uh, you know so 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 death is something that uh, attracts them or that benefits them and our journalists were behaving uh, similarly because they were excited uh, by the sight of dead bodies that you have a new photograph you have a new headline uh, so that's why we called it vulture journalism you know and 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 there are so many terms that are inspired from nature an ecosystem actually is the same term however uh, uh, ironically we don't really see it in that sense you know i mean because we have used it so many times that sometimes we kind of forget from where this term is coming from and uh, so 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 the best way to understand uh, what is an ecosystem is actually to remind yourself when you had heard this word for the first time and it must be in your biology classes you know that what is an ecosystem even now when you go to uh, google and especially you type type ecosystem and you go into say the google images uh, you will see you know broadly almost ever, all the uh, results would be of uh, you know a land mass uh, there would be a water body uh, there would be a hut and some people uh, you know standing outside that hut or in 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 in, uh, in agriculture there would be some bit of animals here and there uh, you know and and and, and that's what uh, is how the term in, uh, ecosystem was introduced to us and that exactly and that and, and that is an ecosystem so what is that you know so so it's a it's various constituents which don't necessarily need to be alike you know so so you have animals you have plants you have water bodies you have human beings you have the air you have the soil and you have the climate all of these are part of the ecosystem you know and they are not alike so this is this is what many a times people uh, don't realize and 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 have wrong expectations uh, or wrong understanding when they say the word ecosystem because every constituent is not alike secondly uh, not only alike these people these constituents in in a way don't are not even uh, necessarily or, or forget necessarily they are not actually working in 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 uh, uh, you know some kind of secret understanding with each other you know so so uh, and, and many times their interests actually uh, uh, can, uh, can 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 be in conflict with each each other so in in the same ecosystem you have a, a tiger and you have a human being and you have a goat also so the tiger would like to eat the goat the goat would like to eat the uh, you know the agricultural produce of the human being and human being wouldn't really want the tiger to be any any any, uh, any you know in any anywhere around uh, his hut or his uh, village so and and yet they are all part of the same ecosystem so so this is very uh, interesting to uh, you know understand and and realize that what what exactly uh, uh, it, then then what what is uh, ecosystem what makes them uh, you know uh, uh, qualify for this term the crucial thing is interdependence you know if any of these constituents are taken out the entire ecosystem risks collapsing so if a tiger is taken out you know you, you would have a lot of uh, goats or you have you might have a lots of uh, other animals which tigers preys on and they might destroy uh you know uh, they they might eat up all the plants and 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 the and, and the uh, area might go barren and things like that you know i I'm, i'm sure that you all all of you people do understand it however this is what we kind of fail to understand when it comes to the political ecosystem because uh, or ideological ecosystem because things are really almost similar even over here that's where you know the uh, the congress left ecosystem which we will talk in the second phase what it is and how it was formed 
don't really need to be every constituent of them don't really need to be completely in sync with each other or they don't really need to be completely uh, you know alike or uh, working as a syndicate so so most of the times when we talk about or people in general talk about ecosystem in there the idea is of a syndicate but that's not the case you know and that's that's very crucial to understand how these people work as well as if we want to have our own ecosystem how we want uh, uh, you know uh, uh, things to develop so so the crucial thing is the interdependence part that uh, you know if any constitu- constituent is taken out the entire ecosystem uh, risk uh, collapsing and that's that's what uh, uh, and that's how the, the political or ideological ecosystem also works what are their constituents you know it's not the tiger human beings are not there so so they would have journalists they would have activists they would have uh, you know bureaucrats and obviously politicians uh, jurists and these all people are somehow interdependent on you know each other uh, and and obviously the actors these days you know, they are also very much and they were always a very crucial part of the ecosystem so so even if your acting is third class even if your movies are flopped you will not be panned by a journalist you know of the same ecosystem so so there is so there is an interdependence you know and and when you are and when you are a successful actor or actress you are always going to entertain or give legitimization to particular type of journalist on you know you uh, uh, except except when you are a kangana ranaut or anyone no one else will say give a legitimacy to say an op india because that's an un- unwritten understanding and that's how they the kind of uh, you know uh, uh, the interdependence with uh, uh, these people are there uh, so so a journalist gives a free uh, coverage to uh, somebody in the uh, you know activism industry or in act- actor industry those guys in in turn will never speak truth to power about journalists you know you go ahead and do all kind of corruption you 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 indulge in all kind of uh, uh, biased journalism or whatever journalism these people these comedians this these uh, actors are not going to speak anything uh, about you uh, when a politician comes then he will pick up some activists put put him in some committee and all that who will uh, you know come up with uh, uh, apart from getting nice salary who would come up with some uh, you know laws or, or or rules or 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 anything which which actually goes on to benefit uh, you know say the lawyers or the jurists so there are multiple permutation and combinations in which these constituents unit help each other you know and 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 these are all natural it's not like uh, suddenly one day they they uh, they wake up and they say that today we have to do this so that you benefit me and i in turn benefit you no that's not how, how it works you know just like in the in the biological ecosystem these people also more or less ideally i mean these days obviously things have become too much toolkit driven and whatsapp driven but uh, this ecosystem has been there for decades and they have been acting almost independently they, they never needed all this toolkit or whatsapp earlier uh, just just like the uh, natural uh, ecosystem right so so that's that's a very crucial thing to understand you know many uh, many uh, 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 times what happens is that we want you know any any kind of uh, lack uh, lack of i mean how to put it i mean any differences in opinions on the people on the right or on the dharmic side uh, the moment it comes up we start saying yeah 
कहां से बनेगा इकोसिस्टम यू नो दिस इज नॉट हाउ देट देर आर मेनी कॉन्फ्लिक्स देर आर मेनी डिफरेंसेज ऑफ ओपिनियंस ऑन द लेफ्ट साइड ऑल्सो टू द एक्सटेंट दैट वेन यू नो ऑन अकेजन्स वेन देर वॉज इवन लेफ्ट फ्रंट गवर्नमेंट इन इन वेस्ट बेंगाल they went uh, against the moist or the uh, left wing terrorists and uh, they have killed each other uh, the, the uh, various left wing extremists kill each other at least here a, a vhp is not killing a bajrangdal dai or something like that that's not happening at least you know we should be that, that much fortunate so so you know so that's where we sometimes confuse and and become very depressed ki we we cannot have a similar ecosystem because there are too much of differences no the problem is not difference the problem is that uh, we haven't have that kind of an interdependence that these people have and the most 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 important uh, uh, factor which keeps the ecosystem alive is energy you know the sun i mean in any ecosystem uh, picture that you can find on the internet the sun would be there and what what does that sun uh, do you know it it gives the energy and that energy flows uh, within the ecosystem in in you know in 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 shape of uh, food chain for example so the the photosynthesis happens the plants grow the goat eats the plants the tiger eats the goat and and the human beings eats both the goat and plants and stuff like that so in 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 the political and ideological ecosystem the importance of sun obviously is there because without the sun the ecosystem is not going to be there and what can be the parallel parallel of sun on 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 such an ecosystem obviously money so so that i'm not uh, you know kind of uh, uh, ruling out at all it's not so easy also you need lots of money uh, that that money needs to and and that money not only you need and it's it, it doesn't need to be uh, uh, you know like given away as charity to everyone who is supposed to be in the right wing ecosystem or the hindu ecosystem no the money you know as you see even in uh, say the energy that you see in the natural ecosystem it moves naturally the same way money should also move naturally and and when you see in the left wing ecosystem that's what that's how it happens you know i mean like uh, the way their institutions the way these things have evolved over time the money st- keeps on moving over there you know so the moment you are a uh, stand up comedian which, which who stops uh, uh taking on a barkhadat or a rajdeep sardesai and who is only mocking rss and bjp you start getting shows you know you you start uh, being promoted in, in big uh, media and all that so, so so that's how the money comes it's not like somebody is uh, you know calling up and say yes kapil sibal suddenly says are yaar iska to bada comedy mere ko acha laga isko 1 lakh rupaye de do that's not how it happens you know sometimes it might even happen during the political uh, uh, you know election season but uh, uh, there is there is different way in which the money moves you know so it's 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 almost uh, economics i mean what almost economics it, it is e- uh, economics and uh, talking again about the term say we also use the startup ecosystem for example what it is all about that you know there is money available and that money is being put to use and that money is circulating and creating some value so that is obviously very much important and we will come to that uh, you know because that that becomes the sensitive part the moment you talk money then who should be providing the money why is the government not providing money why is the bjp not providing money such kind of questions might come we will talk to uh, we will come to that part later uh, you know as we said uh, the the 
uh, third phase of the, my talk would be why, how or why or why not we can have a similar ecosystem. So, so this is how broadly an eco, this is what we should understand by an ecosystem. First of all, we should not think that this is a syndicate, you know, we and, and we should not even aim for that. Uh, Hinduism naturally is plural. So, you know, any, anything that we are, we are aiming for, which is like all of us are alike, all of us are saying the same thing. None of us are criticizing each other. That's not ecosystem, you know, so, so, and that's not what we should be even aiming for. Uh, and that's not even the case on the Congress left ecosystem, as I uh, kind of uh, just explained. Uh, so, so, so this is uh, the importance of the first phase of my talk that we understand uh, what an ecosystem is. Now we come to the second uh, phase uh, that uh, I had talked about is that firstly, why this Congress left ecosystem, uh, the way I have defined what, what they are, they are basically constituents, independent constituents or seemingly independent constituents, uh, interdependent on each other. How did they come or why did they come to almost uh, negate, fight or obliterate Hinduism or Hindutva as they say? So, you know, for that, we have to understand uh, that, that uh, the genesis, uh, you know, about uh, mm, uh, uh, how this ecosystem, you know, because when we just talked about, uh, say, the media guys, uh, the activists, uh, the uh, academia, you know, the uh, teachers, professors, even politicians, all these uh, trades or all these uh, uh, employments or all these, uh, how to put it, uh, uh, systems, basically, they were all developed by the British or by the Europeans in the, you know, what they call the long uh, 18th or the long 20th century, no, long long 18th century, when what they call the age of enlightenment, basically. I'm not exactly a historian, and, I'm, and uh, I, I passed my high school history by reading up guides. So, <laughs> so but, but this is definitely, I can assure you that that's where it comes from, you know, the age of enlightenment. I think it's, it was 18th century. And most of these modern constructs of, of how the courts should function, how, uh, what should be, how should an education uh, uh, system be uh, or what should be its objective and the entire idea of civil services for example uh, these things all were developed by the Europeans again it, it doesn't mean that we Indians didn't have obviously we had our own uh, uh, culture uh, uh, our own uh, judicial system education system uh, uh, even justice system everything we had uh, Indians and Hindus way back before the Europeans uh, you know, even started thinking about all these things. But the unfortunate reality is that whatever we currently follow are all borrowed from the European systems, the way they uh, thought that these things should be run. So this, all these, uh, uh, you know, whether, whether you have educational institutions or courts or civil services, or even, you know, the modern economy about uh, entertainment and all that, they were all kind of developed and created during the British Raj. So the ecosystem's genesis actually lies uh, in, in the, uh, during the British time. You know, what, what normally uh, people confuse or people uh, 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 wrongly, uh, you know, kind of interpret is that this is an ecosystem that was made by either Nehru or Indira. No, Nehru or Indira were not even born when this ecosystem was set up. You know, so this ecosystem was set up by the British. 
when they brought all the foreign, uh, broadly European and British ideas and systems into India. Now, when they were setting up these uh, institutions, uh, whether uh, whether it be civil services or education system or anything, obviously their central objective uh, behind uh, you know setting up these systems was to perpetuate their rule on India, to to make sure that uh, uh, you know the Indians don't rebel against them, or if they rebel, they are crushed, uh, you know, and things like that. So how how do these systems? uh really go on to uh you know kind of help in that in perpetuating the uh, uh, british rule uh the one of one of the first things that the british did was obviously to uh, to introduce the so called reforms and education system in india and and who was behind uh, uh setting up this education system in india i mean i, I think most of you might have heard uh, must have heard the name macaulay like uh, uh, Lord Macaulay. And if you uh, read about his views about India or normally about the non-British or rather the non-European cultures, he had a very dismissive, very demeaning views about these cultures. So he only thought that the only culture uh, that exists in, in the whole world is the European culture. I think he has said something like the entire uh, literature of India uh, you know, uh, is equivalent to one book in a European uh, library. So when you have such a person setting up the education system in India, what what exactly do you expect, right? And uh, when uh, Macaulay was setting up, uh, you know, and, and when, when the British uh, parliamentarians or rulers were discussing uh, what should be our aim of, uh, you know, setting up these systems, especially education system in India, then Macaulay had talked about setting up a class of Indians who are who are interpreters between the British and the people, you know, the uncivilized people whose entire literature is equal to just one book, uh, that, that they wanted to create this a class. And in his exact words, which I have quoted in my book, is that these people will, will be in thoughts and in spirits British or European or English, you know, and they will help us civilize, uh, you know, the rest of the Indians. So this was with this kind of attitude and mentality, uh, the, the system uh, was developed. So, and, and what are Indians? Most of the Indians obviously were Hindus. So, so in, in order to perpetuate your rule on that, uh, on them, in order to create a class of uh, Indians, rather Hindus, who would want to be civilized, you obviously have to show that Hinduism has a lot of problems, that Hinduism is inferior, and that, you know, you need us to civilize you. So that, that was the, the, the primary objective of Macaulay. Uh, and every system, every system that the British uh, imperialists or colonialists put over here, and that's natural, obviously. Uh, one thing we might wonder and and uh, you know is that uh india obviously was not 100 percent hindu even when uh british took over you know the, when in 1857 uh, when uh, uh you know the british directly took over the rule uh from the company uh in a way the last king of india was a muslim you know Bahadur Shah Zafar, and and a big chunk of uh, indian population uh were muslims uh, before partition, uh, so why why didn't it this you know the entire uh, system, whether the education system or uh, you know the kind of uh, civil services system and all those things that were uh, 
developed by British, why didn't it try to humiliate or try to put the Muslims under a similar uh, sense of self-doubt that they could do or they wanted to do with Hindus? Now, Macaulay didn't have any special love for Islam or for Arabic culture. He has he had said uh, disparaging and demeaning demeaning things about Arabs as well, not necessarily about Muslims as such, uh, uh, but about the Arabic culture or about Islam. These people didn't. I mean, the British didn't have a high uh, uh, thinking or or high opinion of these people, uh, but their civilizing mission. And uh, uh, their their aim to create such a uh, such a class of Indians who are willing to be governed was limited to Hindus, because the Muslim leaders, almost all kind of Muslim leaders, almost every time collaborated with the British. So the British never felt the need to put the the large number of Muslims or an average Muslim into self doubt into into you know a kind of uh, uh, what you call uh, push them into diffidence uh, to break their confidence about their culture or about their religious beliefs because the Muslim leaders were always uh, you know cooperating with the British except for a few uh, you know Ashfaqullah Khan and these people you can hardly recall anyone you know and and say the one of the most celebrated uh, Muslim intellectuals in India Sayyid Ahmed Khan uh, Sir Sayyid uh, as he was uh, said and he was knighted by the British obviously collaborated with the British uh, on, on nearly all possible occasions. So the, so the education system or, or the other systems, uh, when, when the British uh, created those, they were mostly focused on making sure that Hindus are, you know, kind of uh, subjugated, that they don't have, uh, they lack self-respect and they believe that uh, uh, the existence of British rule and the perpetuation of British rule is very important. And did they not succeed? You know, in 1947, when when British uh, were leaving India, uh, you had people like Periyar who said that it's a black day. So, so, so that kind of, uh, you know, that's how successful this ecosystem was. So, so that's the problem. As I said, in, in the second phase, we are talking that how come this, uh, you know, uh, ecosystem become anti-Hindutva is because of that, because British needed it to be like that. They designed it like that because they needed to perpetuate their rule. Now, once we gained independence post-1947, obviously we could have uh, thought that, okay, now things should be changed, you know, uh, but that never happened. You know, that 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 uh, never happened. That that would have been uh, one uh, uh, reason, one one. one uh, uh, turning point in which uh, even though the ecosystem, uh, the entire system, the entire, uh, uh, you know, setup was done by the British with that a particular kind of narrative or objective in mind, that could have been changed. Sorry. But that never happened because people who inherited it and especially Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru, he, he actually was the embodiment of what Macaulay set out to create. You know, so Pandit Jawaharlal Nehru was actually that belonged to or embodied or represented that class of Indian whom Macaulay talked way back in 1835, actually, who would be uh, British and English in their taste and beliefs, but only Indian in their body. You know, so so that so so 
and when he was the first prime minister of india and when he he had uh, so much of power he never thought it necessary to change this you know complex uh, or, or this uh, basic objective of the ecosystem you know and 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 i'm not saying that uh, everyone every congress leader was like uh, jawaharlal nehru no they were, you had uh, if you look from the current woke lenses then uh, madan mohan malviya bal gangadhar tilak uh, you know these people would be called sanghis actually you know so these were these were people who were proud of their religion who uh, uh, who uh, you, you know who who kind of propagated and perpetuated this if today we have ganesh chaturthi being celebrated uh, you know even today at such a grand scale in, uh, in, in you know in back in maharashtra it's because of the tall congress leaders uh, who 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 had restarted these things uh, so so but somehow uh, our pandit ji became really taller than everyone and he had a he had a belief that uh, you know he, he he was he he kind of saw an eye to eye with the british you know he might not completely say that he is not hindu or anything although there are statements by him where it becomes pretty apparent that he was not really very fond of his religious identity uh, and uh, there are statements which show that uh, he also believed that you know a lot of people a lot of indians and especially a lot of hindus and after partition obviously india was seen as a mostly hindu country so so he was also of the belief that these people you know need to be kind of civilized that's why he opposed the uh, restoration of somnath temple and all that now where the hindu politics uh, got the biggest setback i personally believe Uh, and many people believe in fact even somebody like sitaram goel believes was the assassination of mahatma gandhi so or any any uh, you know uh, chance of uh, somebody or somebody in the congress uh, who who believes in uh, likes of um, uh, madan mohan malvi or bal gangadhar tilak uh, that uh, you know they can stand up to uh, uh, to uh, to the nehruvian thought that hindus by nature uh, need to be you know uh, benevolent towards muslims and things like that that chance was completely wiped out with mahatma gandhi being killed because that gave a stick to everyone in the congress and especially to uh, pandit nehru that anyone talking about hindu rights or about uh, you know causes of hindu is a communal person is is a person who who is uh, you know uh, i mean you killed the mahatma basically so so that uh, you know i think was the biggest setback which uh, which uh, which made sure that whatever objective whatever thought process with uh, which uh, the british set up the uh, this ecosystem retained post uh, india uh, i mean post independence as well uh because you know uh, people got that excuse that anyone calling any anyone talking about hindu causes is a god se follower and that that's that's that trick is used even till now uh the second one you know so this is this is the uh, basic and most important uh, factor uh, why the ecosystem is anti hindutva because it it was designed uh, like this by the uh, by the british secondly even if say somehow even if say gandhi ji was not killed or after that this this entire narrative of everyone talking about hindu causes is a gandhi killer even if somehow this narrative would have been controlled the the other reason why perhaps 
the ecosystem would have remained like that is uh, you know is is nicely captured in a in a in a law called o'sullivan's law you know it's it's by a british uh, uh, not uh, uh, that uh, era british it's it's a british uh, uh, political writer strategist philosopher whatever you'd say o'sullivan's who say uh, you know who has said and he's very right that any organization or any institution which is not evidently right wing will turn left over time you know so 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 what happens is that and and that that actually happens with congress as well you know that uh, today you see today's congress has gone so much left that you know you, you just cannot uh, identify it with uh, say the congress of even 70s or 80s so you know so so that law basically the premise is that people on the left side of uh, uh, the ideological divide they are very tribalist you know and they are very uh, they will they will always try to encourage people like themselves uh, they will hire people like themselves uh, and they will be uh, they will have no tolerance towards people who don't see an eye to eye with them so over the time what happens is that whoever differs with them slowly gets pushed out and whatever institutions whatever organizations they join in is is left only with people like them you know so so that's that happened uh, in india also in with most of the institutions including with the congress so uh, uh, right so so you know so uh, so this is where uh, i would kind of conclude the second phase uh, uh, that why it's uh, uh, anti hindu that it lies in the genesis and secondly in the o'sullivan's law because it's almost like you know you cannot change it you know the way leftists are Uh, now one question could obviously be that how come in india left became synonymous with anti hinduism you know so so that's that's a very interesting question that uh, somebody who who has uh, you know better understanding of history and of uh, you know the way ideologies evolve uh, uh, perhaps you know sangam talks can invite them that how come india never had a hindu left for example say say the muslims have very easily kind of uh, you know ingested uh, the socialist ideals and they have kind of created an islamic left you, you know i mean like people like faiz ahmed faiz or all uh, all these people even though they are dressed up as atheist and all that they were not really you know so 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 there is there is actually a concept of islamic socialism you know and and the person who who came up with this idea of islamic socialism was actually a sikh who got converted into islam you know so there so there is a, a, a nice article on dawn the pakistani newspaper i was shared with someone a few days back so so you 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 can go there and see uh, that you know th- this is what happened uh, so so without digressing so that that that's the important food for thought for all of us that why we couldn't uh, you know create a hindu left for example so so h- how come being left automatically meant uh, you know anti hindu so so that's a good uh, historical socio cultural uh, analysis to be done i think some attempt definitely was made you know very early leftists were not not really anti hindus you know even even uh, some of the uh, communist party leaders i have seen uh, they uh, old ones not the new ones that you know they could they could uh, come up with uh, Uh, chopais from ramcharit manas when you know uh, presenting some arguments so somehow we uh, you know that, that that that's a ship we somehow couldn't catch that you know we could we could have created or married the leftist ideas with uh, our hindu ethos 
and kind of created a Hindu left, which could have perhaps given some sort of uh, representation to Hindu thoughts, even though the uh, you know the the uh, institutions were being captured by the leftists. But that never obviously happened. Today, obviously, left means anti-Hindu. So that's a thought that I would just uh, leave uh, people with. Uh, and, and with that, we would come to the last and uh, final phase, is that whether uh, you know we can ha have a similar uh, ecosystem. Now, if we compare to the, uh, you know, uh, the Congress left ecosystem, for example, and, and the way it was set up, it was set up by the British as, as you know, we, we figured out. Now, obviously, we don't have that luxury today. You know, I mean, uh, we don't have someone, even though the New York Times or everyone might think that Modi is a monster or a fascist uh, who is worse than the British, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, British rulers. The fact is that it's, it's democracy and what uh, British could do uh, in those times we don't have the luxury to do, you know, to currently do it. So, so British could easily establish this uh, these systems. They they never had to care about a lot of things that the present day governments or the present day Hindus have to care. So, so one drawback, obviously, or one disadvantage, obviously, obvious disadvantage is that we don't have somebody to set up this ecosystem. So, so the only way it can evolve is actually through evolution. You know that we we slowly take one step at a time and it 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 uh, it, uh, it becomes uh, uh, an ecosystem so for that obviously we need to first understand that where is that interdependence you know so 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 those interdependence that that movement of money only you know if, even if say the government is not doing you know even though i am giving some benefit benefit of doubt that the government cannot do they cannot act like the what how the british acted uh, but we can we can think of uh, little ways in which it can i mean the mere fact that uh, this talk is happening is also a very small example of an ecosystem you know so i am saying something uh, and a sangam talks event has taken place now it goes on to youtube you know and uh, in a way people see that and i also benefit the, you know, that uh, you know more people see it more people come to know about me who knows maybe you know if some of you have not uh, read my book and get impressed by the talk and go on and buy the book. So I get, uh, you know, I, I get that benefit. And and uh, and Sangam is obviously getting content. So so it's a very small example of uh, how uh, there is an interdependence. And there is even even though there is no uh, movement of cash over here, I am not being paid anything. Now I am paying uh, Sangam anything. But there is a uh, there is a very tangible benefit to to both of us. So that's that's how. Uh, you know, we we can in in very limited whatever capacity as individuals as small organizations we can do it. However, I don't uh, rule out that you know what I talked initially that the importance of sun is very crucial, uh, and that and and that means a lot lots of money which circulates. So money will circulate only when money is there. So that that's that's where definitely people on the right do have a drawback and it's 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 actually not a drawback or disadvantage it's tragedy you know it's not like we don't have the money you know people there there are many millionaires who are not leftist for example even somebody like say ambani i mean we all, all of must have seen you know he he's a very uh, he's a person who believes in uh, uh, hinduism he's a very practicing hindu and uh, there is no way 
at least uh, even the second generation of ambanis definitely nothing suggests that they are woke you know or they are anti hindus and who and who has more money than ambani so money is there how does how will it circulate towards us paise pe to lekin left hi baitha hai you know because where where would ambani invest in you know you would invest in entertainment for example wahan left walon ka hi kabza hai and all that so problem is that you know so 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 money is there how to put that in circulation and how to make sure that you know these important uh, uh, you know uh, small steps are taken that's important uh, however i mean i, I would agree that uh, we uh, kind of uh, you know uh, lack uh, somebody who can who can shape this uh, uh, you know this process uh, I, i don't want to get into you know party and all that but it's it's a very common uh, you know kind of uh, complaint that bjp is not putting in enough effort to build this ecosystem that that could be true i mean like they they are in the in the party if they if they start creating some uh, initiatives then it can help however let's 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 again not uh, kind of confuse the two bjp as a political party has a ecosystem <laughs> right what is what is the objective of bjp you know to win elections so when when elections are near they can get people to talk about how uh, you know uh, about the issues uh, there are people who are even uh, you know kind of uh, defending them uh, on the uh, on everything on price rise or anything so party has an ecosystem you know it's 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 the broader dharmic community that we identify ourselves that's where we are lacking the ecosystem and wh- whether the party should have done enough that's that's an eternal debate that that will keep on happening uh, but to be to be very honest one disadvantage obviously we have is that even if the party is willing they cannot do what the british uh, uh, you know could do uh, secondly i think uh, you know and i think the uh, the bigger problem uh, which is sim- symptomatic of all of us you know on on, on the dharmic side is that uh, you know i mean i might sound like self flagellating but we somehow lack the broader vision you know so when british set this ecosystem they had they had a vision in mind you know they had a goal in mind that we have to rule over these people you know so that we have to break their confidence we have to make sure that they see us as 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 saviors and we continue ruling over these masses so what what is that grand vision on the hindu side you know say say on 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 a on an islamic side uh, they know you know that we have to propagate our religion and if, uh, and if somebody is not muslim they they are going to hell so it's actually a service that they are doing by uh, you know uh, uh, changing people's religion to islam and and they want to have an islamic uh, uh, society in every corner of the world you know i'm not saying every muslim is working uh, i mean is actively working but he has to work this is this is what even even the religion says that deen has to be promoted and propagated and 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 uh, uh, islamic dominance is something that they are aiming for so so there is a target you know a very well defined uh, target in that sense that we have to capture more and more lands we have to capture more and more people right so so that's where i think that 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 objective that what is the ultimate hindu dream or the ultimate hindu objective or target you know that's something i think you know is lacking uh, because 
I believe that's crucial. You know, when when you when you compare it with how how the British uh, set the ecosystem, they had a target. So we need to have that kind of target now. Uh, you know, the thing is that we are so pluralistic. Uh, this is one one thing I have said other times also that you know if if you go ahead and talk to say seven or eight kind of right wingers and tell them to list say the top three or top four. Uh, threats that uh, they think Hindus or Hinduism faces, rarely you will find the same top, uh, you know, number one. Because if you have common top enemy, then it then then also then also it becomes easy to have an objective, you know, that we have to defeat this A uh, because we have a common uh, top enemy. You go to the left and you ask them the top five threats that they believe. If almost everyone invariably will have Hindutva on top. You know, on second, they could have anything. They could have capitalists. They could have, uh, uh, you know, people uh, uh, who, uh, you know, uh, misogynists or whatever, or nuclear power, whatever. But Hindutva definitely will be on top of every one of them. So so they have, in a way, a common top enemy. We we might have common enemies, but we don't have a common top enemy. So that's that also, uh, I believe, is one of the obstacles in uh, why we, we are not, you know, creating that ecosystem or rather interdependence because many a times we don't see a point of what why this person is doing it uh, you know uh, so 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 that's uh, uh, that that's a problem i believe uh, you know that that that's uh, hinders uh, our ecosystem being uh, developed uh, uh, you know and uh, there was something that uh, i just forgot it was in my mind anyway so uh, so so this is uh, you know the, uh, the common uh, top enemy issues there and thirdly uh, you know which is unfortunately the fallout of uh, uh, why you know uh, what the british did to us is that we lost our own institutions you know so so if to in order to have interdependence in order to create an economy uh, individuals can create very limited economies you know in that sense if if there are institutions then they can create economies in a more organized in a more grand way a grander way now that's where we have lost institutions you know and uh, uh, i think this is where I, I i was not very excited about free the temple movement say two or three years back but now i do see a value in it you know because most of the hindu economics in a way was centered around temples you know and those temples were simply taken away by the state so 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 that the whole interdependence or whole ecosystem around the temple that got destroyed and we were left with nothing else you know our our temples will take uh, were taken away and what were we left with i mean hardly anything so so in terms of hindu hindu institutions you cannot name anything perhaps rss is the only thing that you can say is a hindu institution but that's that's you know i mean again uh, we don't want to get into rss bashing that why they are not doing and that not doing but the fact is that we on the dharmic side don't have institutions you know a temple was very crucial very important and very wealthy institution that was taken away from us uh, and this is where i have slight difference uh, with free the temple movement some some aspects of free the temple movement as well because many of them are so dharmic and, and i have no issue with that is that you know they they just want to get the temples back because of religious uh, uh, reasons or because of the sanctity of temples but i see it as you know the ecosystem problem as economics problem i would want them to talk about or focus more about how it builds 
the economy around the temples and how that's going to benefit because at the end of the day humans are very rational animals very selfish people you know not everyone is going to see an eye to eye when you say that you know we just want to see the deity happy you know i i completely respect that point of view but in order to get uh, you know that uh, that 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 uh, importance institutions of temple back i think we need to make people realize that it, it can change a whole lot of things uh so yeah so so you know so so these are some of the uh issues with uh, you know uh, why people on the right have lots of challenges uh, building uh, you know uh, an ecosystem like them in short basically we lack the economics around it you know and and the only economics we can think was around temple as i say so those economics will have to be created you know and any simple any any uh, small step i value a lot that goes on to create uh, you know such kind of economics i mean uh, patting my own back, uh, back i would say that you you know even a website like op india for example i mean we 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 survive completely because people pay us you know we are never going to become left because then our revenue <laughs> dies you know if we we start becoming sounding neutral and all that nobody will pay us you know so so and i was i was completely uh, i'd be honest that i was shocked that you know when when i opened up india for public support i had not expected that kind of uh, you know support that came in uh, so so you know so so money was involved money rotated uh, and and you know it it, it created at least uh, this small uh, brand that is currently saying things that otherwise you won't hear in media so similarly i i'm not saying that it's so easy uh, but uh, with more and more small efforts that we can take uh, and we can you know create these interlinkings and interdependence uh, interdependence i think uh, you know, we we definitely can uh, have our own ecosystem but the fight and the and, and the you know the kind of horizon that we sh- we are looking at the practical horizon that's still uh, you know uh, a bit far the the fight is very tough uh, but yeah hope is there as uh, there is one uh, viral clip of uh, yogi adityanath hindu nirashavadi nahi ho sakta so on that note uh, i would say that yeah uh, you know that we have to be we, we, we should not be nirashavadi we should not be thinking that ecosystem nahi ban sakta you know despite all the differences and all that just as i said differences are part and parcel ban sakta hai Uh, we have to you know make those uh, small uh, efforts take those small steps realizing that you know what are the challenges uh, before us rahul diwan ji asks that in your book you talk about the fact that the rise of modi is incidental to the rise of hindutva slash hindu consciousness among hindus at large so hindutva is not because of modi but rather that modi is because of the rise of hindu consciousness so could you explain this please i have said uh, in that many words but i i surely believe that uh, he both the forces actually culminate help each other you know so i for example someone like me you know i the entire book is about that that you know i i identified uh, identify myself as a congressy hindu you know some, somebody who is happy uh, voting for congress who doesn't Uh, understand the existentialist or ideological or ethno religious threat that we as community are facing and we think yeah sab changa hai 
you know and uh, and we want to be uh, good uh, secular liberal and all that now if the change uh, that happened in me wouldn't have happened without you know modi being there it's not like modi gave me some personal tuition but i, I recount you know in very detail in the book that why him being there was important and why his presence created you know some some event some narration that help people like me realize that there is there are things that are you know uh, that are staring at us as as community as civilizational uh, uh, people uh, modi didn't say or do uh, uh, things in as many words that's something i have written in my book also but his uh, uh him being there was very crucial and very incident uh, you know uh, uh, it was a very important catalyst uh, so 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 i so in retrospect when i see you know because everyone doesn't need to be like be like myself although i believe and the feedback that i have got from uh, from my readers every almost every one of them you know are saying that it looks like our story you know and that was the idea but there are people you know say people like rahul devan or maybe people like you or uh, who might not have needed modi uh, you know to 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 gain that consciousness so uh, you know so in, in the, and i i do realize why that could be the case which in retrospect i have tried to put in the book that there were things there that were happening in the 80s 70s itself that made it ripe for the hindu consciousness to rise you know and modi proved to be a very important catalyst in that if modi hadn't happened the hindu consciousness would have still risen but it might not have taken with that consciousness people like us now we don't have a, a, a statistical uh, you know kind of data to show that uh, what percentage of this uh, that are people like me you know i mean are are are, are people like me 50% of that crowd or 80% or just 10% we don't know but the fact is that people like me wouldn't have been there if modi wouldn't have been there however hindu consciousness would have still risen because of a historical factor and a series of events which i have tried to uh, uh, show in my book you were saying that if at that time uh, at the time of lokmanya tilak probably they would have called them sanghis uh, i just wanted to add that sanjeev sanhan in one of his talks says what if history had been written by the other side uh, abhi to Nehru and Gandhi call themselves nationalists, and they call Bal Bal, uh, you know, Bal Gangadhar. They call them extremists. If the other side had written the right wing or the Lokmanya Tilak and all had written history, they would have called themselves nationalists, and probably they would have called Gandhi and Nehru loyalists. True, true, true. I completely agree. If somehow, you know, I mean, the tragedy is that for some reason Mahatma Gandhi uh, had. weird uh, love for <laughs> jawaharlal nehru you know I, the problem is not really gandhi you know and the, uh, gandhi after all uh, still identified himself as hindu he was a practicing hindu and he was uh, uh, you know he fought for hindu causes on many occasions as well obviously his weaknesses or rather crimes we can say that you know he defanged the hindu society too much too much emphasis on non violence and all that and a complete delusion about hindu muslim unity now but to counter that there were people like uh, you know malviya ji who who openly said that nahi aisa nahi ho payega so had uh, uh, gandhi ji not been so 
in love with Nehru and there would have been other uh, uh, Congress leaders who would have uh, had their say uh, completely. You know, you never know that that inflection point that could have been there in 1947, where, where we inherit the structure, but not the mentality that could have been changed. But what happened in 1947 is that we inherited the structure as well as mentality. And that has not yet changed. Uh, thank you very much for a very, very good uh, talk. Set us thinking about things. Uh, so my question is actually, uh, having been a former journalist myself, the social media has been seen in the last uh, seven, eight years or so as a huge uh, sort of a force, you know, for voices that were earlier not in the public domain, such as the Hindu voice, the nationalist voice. So the social media has been a huge galvanizing force. I would like to know, uh, Rahulji, what is your opinion on that? Because you are uh, managing in, with Op India. And also, what do you think is the future? Do you think that the social media itself can be a very important tool, as many people say, in a media to get all our uh, forces together, to get Hindus to actually unite for a cause, even though it is only among educated people who can use the media? But what do you think in the future, say 10 years or 20 years from now, what do you feel would be the role of social media? What do you feel it is now? Right. Uh, first of all, I completely agree with, uh, you know, that uh, social media has been a game changer. And that's that's uh, uh, captured in my book as well. I mean, in fact, the preceding chapter to this uh, uh, Hindutva versus ecosystem, which is the chapter number seven in my book, is about social media. I mean, about how the, the emerging internet technologies uh, were set to change the narrative. In fact, uh, the uh, chapter before and after, you know, after that, obviously, the uh, Twitter and all that, they suddenly, you know, jump, uh, leap from uh, nowhere to becoming the mainstream kind of a voice. Uh, so, so that's true, you know, and, uh, and one thing, uh, one, one line I have written in my book, I, I like, and which is which kind of captures uh, the dilemma that we are in, is that Twitter was liberal, then it is woke now. So, so while while we definitely benefited from uh, you know the social media in say 2009, 10 to 2015, 16 till 2016, it has become another monster after that. You know, and and the misfortune of ours was that in 2016 Trump won. You know, even though we all kind of loved it for. For the reasons, not because we agree with Trump, because we, you know, it was kind of a defeat of global left. And we, we like to see them in kind of, you know, frustration. But because Trump won in 2016, these guys suddenly realized that how important getting the same kind of uh, gatekeeping and censorship was important to have it on social media. So if in 2016, also some uh, Democrat would have won in U.S., Perhaps things would, would, wouldn't have been, you know, what we are currently seeing where social media actually has become, uh, uh, they have become allies of the global left. So that's that's a big problem. Now, 10 to 20 years is a big, uh, you know, kind of a, a timeline that we, we are looking at in terms of technology, because ever since the turn of the century and ever since the Internet uh, coming uh, there, Things are changing so fast that we simply don't know what's what's going to hit us next. You know, so so the all the behavioral changes that social media has brought in us, and a lot of behavioral changes have happened. For example, it was like uh, it, it's been uh, fifteen or sixteen years since I have read a newspaper. For example, 
you know and i i am 41 years old i'm and and people who are like you know 18 21 and these guys i don't know what kind of life they are living instagram and all that so so the so the effect of that is we we are still to see you know and already the technology is changing so uh, so i i'm not uh, uh, you know really very kind of optimistic that social media will continue to be our ally in a sense that uh, you know it will give us uh, a way to present our ideas and 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 escape the censorship that was there on the mainstream media uh, as as we speak now things are still not bad but it can you know turn around bad any any point of time and uh, fortunately there is a pushback from the government also you know like they are kind of uh, they do also realize it uh but uh, i do believe that you know uh, now that these thoughts have come out and these are not like criminal thoughts and these are not like ridiculous thoughts you know so so they they will have a shelf life the it's the ideas uh, who uh, you know that that fight the battles and it's the strength of those ideas that define how long you know this this battle would be uh, would be there so if not social media there could be there could be some other way you know maybe finally once this pandemic is over we actually go on go on and start in in the in the real world uh, daily meetings and stuff like that and we start doing something uh, right uh, so this covid also the covid also is a left a lie i would say <laughs> because it has all uh, confined to our homes and the technology is being captured by left as well so it's, it's a very bad time currently we are in however my my belief or my uh, optimism would be uh, would, would would come out from the fact that these ideas are are here to stay you know that that we rediscovering our roots this was not so uh, you know on, on such a stage earlier it it was it was limited to very few people and 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 this whole uh, uh, you know uh, phenomenon was completely uh, defamed earlier which is not the case now you know now now somebody like me can say that i am a sanghi and write a book so 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 that's where i draw my optimism from not really be, uh, because of the platforms so my question to you is that if we set up the target of a uh, uh, goal of na- ecosystem as national humiliation we suffered and uh, uh, by remembering that we create pride in ourselves how it will be what will be your comment right that that could be a very uh, fair proposition and something uh, you know that that we can offer and uh, uh, however uh, the issue is that uh, the other side already doesn't take pride you know in being indian and all that they are always ashamed of being uh, hindus or ashamed of being indians and now they are openly saying that you know as we saw in the farmer protest that foreign intervention intervention is also welcome you know to think to change things in india so 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 that's where you know we get trapped in that narrative that when you are talking about pride when you are talking about uh, uh, you know such kind of things uh, how do you convince uh, you know the young guys also about uh, what you are saying however uh, i i think I, i kind of agree with you that uh, Uh, national pride and undoing the humiliation or uh, you know getting over that period could be definitely a 
a common theme or a common uh, uh, you know say uh, sentiment that we all share however it's 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 still not a target you know as i had said that uh, british had a target that you know we have to we have to uh, continue ruling over them or to extract so much of taxes or uh, or for example uh, we that still doesn't define a common top enemy you know these are these are easy things for uh, for uh, you know to keep a large flock together so i'm talking in complete uh, uh, non idealist manner in completely practical manner that this is what uh, you need to do and that's that's where as a society we'll have to think you know even if even if it means it is a very politically incorrect thing that we find a common top enemy uh, that, because then you need to explain declare that which who is your top enemy you know and that's that's where uh, actually uh, uh, prime minister modi succeeded because he could find you know whether you agree with him or not he defined a common top enemy congress mukt bharat you see so, so it becomes easy for him to achieve something because he has uh, defined a, uh, so, so politically it's very uh, uh, expedient it's it's a very uh, catchy thing and it it has helped him also but on civilizational basis we need something similar you know we need a, a parallel of congress mukt bharat something which is very easy to understand something very uh, where an enemy has been identified uh and something with which a lot people can associate with congress mukt bharat cannot be the civilizational war cry you know because congress has such uh, have people still has even it has become even if it has become woke it still has people who identify themselves as hindus so that cannot be your civilizational war cry so that was uh, you know I, i was talking in very practical terms that uh, we need that a uh, pride is something obviously i think that's what has brought any <laughs> us together anyway you know that's that's something that we do feel and that's where uh, at whatever small scale at least you know these things are happening but that uh, uh, one uh, big vision or one uh, big war cry that is missing i have a disagreement with you about the genesis of the left wing uh, ecosystem mm-hmm. uh, but i find that uh, there's a constraint of time because if i get into this my points it may tend to uh, become longer i don't blame macaulay for development or the british for development of the uh, ecosystem to my mind it is basically the congress doing uh, that is mainly gandhi and contributory factors were never hindus totally believed gandhi they believed in a saint they totally became a followers of gandhi when gandhi came on the stage that is where the initiation is when people like malviya etc or even uh, that rs samaj leader i forget the name there was no not there no uh, is contemporary with these people uh, who was murdered again by a muslim boy uh, sardanand sardanand ji they all fell in line with the gandhi ji's uh, current talk and thought process in fact they all uh, consented to uh, move uh, this uh, खिलाफ 
of his own views on the subject. That is the time I found that uh, Nehru, etc. They founded that he is the one who could really take Hindus away from Congress and develop a separate thought process for it. And as the opportunity came of Gandhi's murder, Savarkar was put in the jail. And thereby his thought process, along with the killing of the mother, total uh, dying of Mahasabha, that thought process also finished. Thereafter, freedom was open to Nehru. His thought prevailed. Uh, Gandhi was also sidetracked. As I mentioned in the earlier talk also, Gandhism survived only uh, for a few years after or during or after independence. But communism really is the one which really gained the main uh, uh, ground in the policy making field of the country. And that's where the money came for. for. Uh, once they became the policy makers, they became the main stage holders. The flow of money was assured to them. So uh, the ideology of communists plus uh, Nehru's belief in socialism and is in getting impressed with the whatever was going on in Russia plus the money flow. These three four things which really helped build the ecosystem we are facing today, or we continue to face today. Thanks to social media, as pointed out by the uh, person, that things are beginning to change. There's another very important factor, very important factor which I feel Rahul is the RSS. RSS failed to develop any intellectual capabilities. They believed in the physical work, they believed in uh, social work, they, they believe in national ideology, but they totally pushed back the intellectual work. And we didn't have post independence, we didn't have any uh, Hindus who are coming up with their own intellectual work because it was totally dominated by left academicians. So these are factors which, to my mind, which really contribute to the development of that ecosystem. But I'm very happy that social media has come up. And through that, a lot of people are doing the original thinking and coming up with uh, or forming the formation of ecosystem already going on. It's becoming stronger day by day. You can see the pushbacks happening. So I think only a little bit of pushback, push, more push is required, and platform uh, uh, Sangam talk, etc. A big help in that. July is supposed to be the Hindu Persecution Awareness Month. So there's a whole bunch of people like uh, Nilesh Oak who have started this uh, movement, and I had posted that. I in fact tagged you on Twitter. So this is a complaint. Please do look at <laughs> look at that. <laughs> yeah. the, the point is that. Uh, if we are able to build stories around the persecution and the genocide that Hindus have faced, it again binds us together. Uh, if you look at the Jews, the only claim to fame, besides the fact that they are uh, they extract their pound of flesh as bankers and as financial whisk uh, kids, the other point which binds them together is the fact that Israel is their homeland and they have been persecuted. Six million Jews were killed. The whole world stops talking about anything against them. The minute they say, oh, you killed six million of us. We have no such story. I'm sure the number is going to be 600 million, if not, uh, you know, a few hundred thousand less than that. Uh, it is going to be that many over the years. We don't talk about it at all. In fact, I was so hesitant to change my, um, uh, you know, the DP to the Hindu uh, Persecution Awareness Month. Four times I thought, "Karu na karu, karu na karu, karu na karu." 
because that's not the image that i have and i was worried and i said okay let me put it up let's see what happens aaj tak lekin many people have not uh, either changed it nor have they retweeted so that's another piece that i just wanted to add no you you are completely right in fact uh, uh, one separate project that we at top india want to do and hopefully we would be able to uh, do it is to document and showcase hindu phobia which includes hindu persecution uh, at at one uh, single uh, place you know to start with obviously a, a small website so that's completely on on the card and i i i have uh, absolutely nothing to disagree over there that unfortunately our documentation is pretty bad i forgot about what happened uh, uh, you know years back or centuries back what is happening right now in front of our eyes uh, they, even those are not documented so that's where whenever any you know even uh, any incident that we find uh, of you know say a hindu re- religious procession being attacked uh, we make sure that it's covered on op india uh, you know so that it becomes part of uh, a uh, documentation and those things uh, be you know because of india covers a whole lot of things we even cover entertainment for example ki amir khan ka divorce ho gaya so but you know so so that so that these things don't get lost in that we are planning a, a separate uh, uh, you know project uh, where we would uh, not only define what is hindophobia we would have uh, opinion articles about it and we would have systematic documentation of all the persecution that has gone through in the past as well as in the contemporary times uh, and i would uh, check out this hindu persecution month the kind of thing how it happened how, or if you have some ready reference you can please write to me at rahulatopindia.com and we will try to create awareness about it when we talk about non left um one thing that i have observed is that being self sufficient is really not a priority or at least i don't see it as a priority for most of the non left organizations which means um you cannot rely on donation to build a grand narrative you have to become self sufficient now there are ways to do it and uh, and we know that you know you cannot achieve karma or dharma without arth now even if i'm reading my uh, you know our scriptures right now and i can see that even ashrams were self sufficient they never used to get any patronage from the kings the land was there which was outside of janapad so which means they can take the land but of course they and they will teach the kids and they will become self sufficient they'll have cows there they'll have farm it they'll do farming so self sufficiency it's something which is already there why is it that the non left is not focusing a lot on it today i see a lot of uh, you know platforms which are coming up with subscription which is a fantastic way of actually engaging people you're paying for the content the other way is uh, by people selling the merchandise whether cups mugs t-shirts another very good idea so uh, do you think that's actually this way or am i not seeing the correct you know complete picture and second point now this is a little uh, sensitive point a lot of non left organizations go out and criticize hindus they say that you know look at muslims look at christians they pay 10% of their income uh, towards building narrative that's a myth the 10% income that they pay they pay to the religious institutions and we know that the corruption there is rampant the money which goes to the masjids the money that goes to the christian uh, institutions they go towards paying the lifestyle of the priest there you know it never goes into building narrative now what do the intellectuals do they go out and grab the institutions let's face it nothing was given to them on the platter they took the opportunity and they captured it now 
when we don't give a benefit of doubt to modi ji and see they say that you know it is you are in power and you're not able to do something which means it's not that you can't it's that it's just that you are uh, either are not able to you don't have the capability or you don't want to do you think similar argument should be used for non left groups also to say that today you have a lot of takers if you're not able to make it into money making uh, i'm sorry for using word business then somewhere we are lacking do you think that's a very biased approach or very uninformed approach or do you see any point there no i don't find it uh, biased uninformed or even insensitive this is something i have myself been saying and uh, you know on up india we call it subscriptions obviously people uh, pay to many of them pay it with uh, uh, belief of uh, you know or rather an attitude of uh, uh, donation uh, but uh, uh, you know uh, so so and we are coming up with uh, uh, you know ways to become self sufficient and we are self sufficient actually so that's that's fairly uh, valid point you know i mean i i don't disagree over there however where i might disagree is that uh, uh, we are i mean it's a very unequal war with the left you know so so that's where we cannot expect our warriors in whatever small capacity that they are uh, to try by the you know to fight by the same rules so just just like uh, reservation in jobs are justified by you know the people on on left in in that sense i would say that people on the right if they are looking at some kind of charity or donation it's not wrong because you know that that supporting uh, ecosystem you know again the word comes back is not there so some so if somebody is expecting some kind of uh, you know uh, charity in that sense uh, it's fair you know it's more like i would say the reservation kind of a thing that you were getting compensated because uh, things were you know you were never in power you were always discriminated against discriminated against and all that however the broader point i completely agree with is that everyone will have to think of becoming self sufficient and that's where perhaps you missed the initial part of my talk uh, where i did talk about money you know that it's the most crucial part of the ecosystem and you have to develop economies around it and uh, i also talked about that you know the only economies uh, you know which you also say, uh, have put in were around the temples we had a thriving economy around the temples Uh, which were taken away from us uh, so so that's where it you know your comments might sound unfair uh, to a few people uh, and uh, you know and i could sympathize with them even though i you know i come from a old libertarian or liberal school of thought so for me and i am an uh, mba so for me business and self sufficient these words are like you know i, I live for them you know i i cannot find them bad words at all uh i have to be in the business i have to make money no doubt about that so i completely agree with that but if somebody might find you uh, your comments a little uh, insensitive which you also thought could be is with, uh, is because of that that because we never had that uh, you know kind of uh, equal footing for example let me talk about myself uh, uh, i i was to, you know before i became vocal about uh, my beliefs and you know that's that's the journey i have covered in my book i was writing news satire right i i founded faking news now for me to get content partners or to get uh, you know uh, people to openly support you in that media industry is very difficult if i become vocal about my ideological beliefs you know so if i were to continue being in media today 
I am damn sure that this book definitely wouldn't have been written. And whatever I tell, uh, write or say on in, on my public profile on Twitter or anywhere, 50% or maybe 60% or I don't know, even 70% would, would never would have been written by me. Because, you know, that's that's how things are. You know, I mean, they do capture, you know, you rightly said that they, they, get, a, they get an opportunity and they capture the institutions. So how do you survive in that environment? You know, they, they would not let you survive. It's very difficult. I mean, but again, I do agree with you that we cannot keep on crying about it forever. You know, I mean, uh, realizing it, we do have to go for self-sustenance. We do have to go for profitability. It should not be seen at a, as, uh, as uh, you know, like a bad word. And we do have to think, you know, in that sense. So in traditional uh, way, Brahmin or Baniya, dono wala dimag rakhna So first is in your opinion, you know, uh, because this whole Kashmir issue uh, is playing out in my mind. Uh, Article 370, when it was abrogated, I was actually impressed that, you know, <laughs> like that. But, uh, and of course, now the first meeting has happened with the political leaders. So in your opinion, my first question is, how will the, how do you think the Kashmir issue will pan out? And eventually, will it get resolved? Uh, and what will, you know, uh, Team Namo and, uh, you know, would need to do? And my second question is now, because you, I know you end your book with the, Sita Ram Goyal, what he thought about RSS, and your concern about, you know, actually Hinduism danger. So, 2024, what do you think, you know, uh, with this COVID handling, apparent handling, uh, you know, brand Modi apparently has taken a hit. So, do you think uh, it'll impact 2024? These are the two questions. Kashmir, yeah, and then 2024. Yeah, sure, sure. So, uh, both are pretty political question as such, and uh, I have not shied away from political questions. Uh, in Kashmir, you know, uh, I cannot obviously say what's on Modi's or Amir Shah's mind. I mean, I'm not an insider. Uh, but uh, I think the problem is simple. You know, it's political Islam. You know, I mean, uh, the one thing I, I do understand that Modi ji has to say some things out of diplomacy and all that. But, uh, you know, when he says that Kashmir is land of uh, Sufis and all that. I don't agree with that, you know. So, I mean, that's that's what I have covered in my book also, that those, those Sufis were very much there when Hindus were being massacred and all that. So, so it's all nice to hear, but uh, the, the reality is that the, Kash, the Kashmir problem is the same. What, uh, what, what we had seen back in 1947, it's, it's a problem of Islamism. It's a problem of political Islam. It's not a political problem in, in 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 a sense that it's not an electoral political problem so unless you uh, you have a plan to tackle islamism uh, you know you cannot solve kashmir and uh, i think you know maybe somewhere uh, i might not agree 100% but maybe uh, prime minister thinks that uh, some uh, bit of islamism can be neutralized by talking about positive aspects of islam and all that so that's fine if somebody wants to attempt that it's good, but in uh, in in uh, uh, practical uh, ways, I think unless unless you change the demography, uh, it's not going to help. You know, and uh, in that sense, removing of Article Three Seventy in a way has helped because you know a lot of a lot many people could get domicile certificates and all that. So while new people have not, you know, no new settlements have happened. Uh, you know, who can vote, who can have a say in the local scheme of things and now delimitation would be there. 
so so those things can slowly change and obviously you know if if we are going to change the demography the way israel does then we are in, in you know in in serious bit of problem and uh, with kashmir uh, sorry with china also on, on your head uh, and so lot of things you know you cannot open war on all all the fronts so that's that's a bit of problem otherwise obviously the uh, you know you you need to completely make kashmir uh, you know quote unquote uh, an integral part of india you you let people go and settle over there and and the demography i mean as as politically incorrect it, it might sound the demography unless that's changed nothing is going to uh, happen but then easier said than done you know i mean these people have got uh, real <laughs> government to run uh, you know real uh, terrorists and uh, stone throwers stone pelters to uh, you know tackle so they are taking a piecemeal approach i don't think they are it, it's they they are doing time pass or it's it's of no use it's a step in right direction how how long we are going to take i don't know uh, and it's definitely not the only thing that we need to do Uh, about the 2020 uh, uh, 2024 elections it's still far away uh, brand modi definitely has taken little bit of uh, hit uh, but at the same time you know if if his handling is the you know so the post covid handling it's seen as something which is appreciable uh, you know which is where now you see that all the focus of the uh, congress left ecosystem is to attack the vaccination drive you know because that is something that can undo the damage you know when people see that uh, vaccination drive actually was pretty effective and a third wave could not happen or whatever you know or giving uh, relief in whatever manner uh, so so it's all about controlling the damage and uh, that's where i think uh, you know he he has the time and he has the uh, skills and uh, all the required uh, uh, you know things also to do so so in short it's a bit early for 2024 if elections were just next year surely it would have been a big challenge but currently unless a bigger third wave arrives i don't think 2024 is going to be lost because of covid you know because of huge complications that might arise you know economy suddenly going really down and all that's another thing and that's where his focus is you know i mean that to make sure that doesn't happen uh one as a kashmiri uh, hindu i can tell you uh, rahul is correct unless the demographics change uh, there isn't much that can happen there the religious sentiments of the people overrules their political loyalty to state islam does not recognize geographic uh, uh, geographic or nation states uh, they believe in caliphates ummah so 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 unless demographic change and which is not going to be easy mm. it's just not going to be easy and unless the jammu politician and the jammu dogra start actively getting involved very little will happen um, so but my question my, my question to you both of you is i am not so much worried about what happened in the past although we must learn from history we must wear it on our sleeves what i want to understand is how can i contribute now and in terms of uh, how do we i need to i don't know where to look to i want to spread the message of dharma i want to spread the message of hinduism you know this secularism business is all right but the fact is we were ethnically cleansed from our homeland and that will happen in kerala it will happen in bengal some day or the other so what is it that we can do to create that inspiration money and everything else will come but who is who will guide us who is that fountain head our strength as well as weakness as as hindus uh, is that you know we are 
quite pluralistic you know and there there is no central body from where you can really seek any any guidance or any 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 uh, dictate from so so we all have to you know kind of uh, operate in whatever domain we have identified for ourselves and then look forward to build you know that kind of uh, uh, some interrelationship or interdependence uh, that we can uh, uh, you know figure out and that's that's how ecosystem gets developed so so one is that please don't think that you know it's it's uh, uh, you don't have a, a time because it's not your fight you know it's it's the fight of uh, the identity it's the fight of the civilization and that that timeline has to be you know it it, it will the fight has ha- has been happening for 100 years uh, rather 1000 years and who knows it might go for another 1000 years so what we can do you know within our own lifetimes within our own small domains uh, you know that i mean uh, i actually sometimes i i i don't uh, and i'm really serious about it that if i think that okay in 2024 for example somehow congress lift ecosystem comes back and you know we are driven out of business i would be happy to just raise my daughter as a proud hindu you know that would be a job good uh, uh, you know uh, done uh, by me so so even even if we are doing that you know in, in our immediate circles we are making sure that people are aware of things that we are never talked about you know we still don't know many details about say for example what happened in kashmir even that would be a job well done so i i would see that in that sense while i do kind of appreciate and even share some of your uh, you know uh, concerns that we have less time even i feel like that but you know uh, i don't know whether you were there or not when i talked about modi uh, yogi ji's line ki hindu nirashavadi nahi ho sakta so that's where we have to seek inspiration whatever little we can do it will all go on in to help in the you know the big final fight uh, my question is that uh, before british uh, came there was a tussle between hindu and muslim ecosystem so i think th- there was a hindu ecosystem before british uh, destroyed it uh, sure. so uh, is there a hope ecosystem can be created and can it replace the current british ecosystem second uh, in nature you gave examples of ecosystem so uh, they are created many times by some sudden changes or mutations uh, uh, so uh, can modi somnath ram mandir ca protest etc can be considered those mutations or nudges towards uh, creating the hindu ecosystem uh, when the last phase of my talk actually did uh, touch upon that you know what are the challenges and whether we can create that uh, our own ecosystem but you were right that before the british you know the, the islamic invaders destroyed our temples destroyed killed people and all that but the british actually destroyed uh, you know our, our ability to hit back our ability to have the ecosystem or you know a, a support system uh, by you know bringing in the laws uh, completely changing the narrative uh, uh, you know you see what happened uh, with the periyarist uh, ideology and all that which were uh, you know kind of uh, uh, aided by them so so in that sense actually the islamic invaders uh, didn't do uh, non physical harm to the extent british could do and we talked about you know how we can do uh, we, we we can we can uh, i think create uh, that's what that's what my talk uh, was about that uh, how we can uh, so i am hopeful that we can go back to those times go back to those it doesn't mean that you know being regressive but we we can have our own 
thriving uh, system or ecosystem it's possible you know currently it's a uphill task but uh, to uh, i mean that's what the talk was about that yeah it is possible hi rahul thanks a lot for taking the time to speak to us so the question i have is uh, uh, you know we have the writing has largely ever been in uh, power so when bjp has come back to power since 2014 why has it, there been a significant investment from the uh, the current dispensation towards enabling writing uh, is it because the they don't simply understand the the ecosystem logic that you explain or is it because they still think that they could use uh, uh, the hindu muslim divide to win polls what is the reason we see such a low and and even people like saidipak have have openly criticized government for lack for their laxadal attitude towards towards building the ecosystem yeah i kind of uh, uh, indirectly uh, talked about it that uh, why i mean while i don't i don't uh, give a free pass to bjp at all uh, and it's in a way their moral responsibility that when they are in the power they should go that you know take that extra effort to create a civilizational ecosystem however uh, it's it's uh, you know at the end of the day they are political party uh, you know they they would be more interested in creating a political ecosystem rather than a civilizational ecosystem you know i mean now we can keep on lamenting we can keep on berating them but uh, that's how human beings are i mean you you do things which immediately benefit you because you know as some economist had said in the long run everyone is dead so so for a political party you have to you know their immediate need is to win the next election so they, they their focus would be on that and bjp as a party has a political ecosystem which is which is doing good for them and that's how they are winning the civilizational ecosystem fine bjp has a moral uh, responsibility towards that why and why they are not doing you know i mean we can we can keep on debating i mean I, on twitter we had a space for more than an hour that you know and unfortunately we have run out of time uh, so so while i don't disagree the thing is that it it's it, it has to be everyone's fight you know i mean you cannot if you are too much dependent on bjp or party in power then the moment they are out of power then your ecosystem also collapses that's not that's not how the congress left ecosystem works right since 7 years uh now the congress is, has been out of power but they are thriving so so actually ideally you should have that kind of ecosystem which is not too much dependent on the bjp at the same time i i would not give them a free pass uh, much could have been done but but they are it's also not like they are not doing anything at all you know i mean i think earlier if i'm not wrong uh, ms jashoda had said that we also need to have that uh, you know cultivate that skill ki aap फायदा तो उठाओ कोई पार्टी पावर में है तो उसका फायदा उठाओ और आप अपना जो भी है इकोसिस्टम बनाने की कोशिश करो सो इट वर्क्स बोथ वेज सो वी हैव टू यू नो ट्राई अवर बेस्ट इन व्हाटएवर वी हैव आर वी बिल्डिंग अ राइट विंग इकोसिस्टम और अ धार्मिक इकोसिस्टम और अ बीजेपी इकोसिस्टम राइट बिकॉज़ दिस द टारगेट्स ऑडियंस आर वेरी डिफरेंट इफ यू आर बिल्डिंग अ राइट विंग इकोसिस्टम मुस्लिम्स एंड क्रिश्चियंस आर वेरी मच यू नो फेड अप विद द लेफ्टिस्ट यू नो थिंग्स इन फैक्ट दे आर मच मोर फेड अप देन अस and we have to bring them in you know and if you are building a dharmic ecosystem we have to incentivize people like congress or even the commies to mm. be more respectful or to be more uh, understanding of the hindu you know point of view 
and if you are building a bjp ecosystem then of course uh, you know this is a different ball game altogether yeah so what is your thought on this i think you know everyone here and mostly my talk also was kind of clear that uh, it was dharmic ecosystem that we are talking about uh, you know and what's uh, or the hindu ecosystem if you can say that that whether we can have that or not uh, right wing ecosystem obviously you know i mean in in true sense of the term uh, it doesn't mean anything you know i mean yeah it 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 kind of could mean if you are really libertarian which at one point of time i was uh and it can be one of the allies i mean you know i mean even even between say a bigger ecosystem can consist of smaller ecosystems you know i mean even even if we are talking about the biological ecosystem then that happens that you know there is there is a uh, aqua ecosystem there is a uh, uh, sorry marine ecosystem which is a part of the a bigger ecosystem that we are talking about so so in, in that sense you know you can draw the venn diagrams also that you know this 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 ecosystem either is between uh, uh, a part of dharmic ecosystem or it's uh, you know outside it or it it shares something so i think the right wing ecosystem in that sense it can be an ally of dharmic ecosystem for sure because we unfortunately or fortunately i don't know we never had any hindu left so so even if somebody is building a right wing ecosystem uh, which i think modi did try to build uh, in the run up to the 2014 uh, elections when he was talking about pro market things and all that that still allies with you know what we want to achieve as as dharmics uh, same thing about the bjp ecosystem uh, at some point of time it does help you however it's not at all sufficient so so you are right that there can be various kind of ecosystem but i think i mean my understanding was that everyone here kind of agrees that we are talking about a hindu a civilizational ecosystem uh, and that's definitely very different from a, a right wing ecosystem or a bjp ecosystem both of which actually in some way or the other kind of exists you know right wing ecosystem in a way are your free markets obviously we are not living i mean for all practical purposes actually we are living in a socialist state but right wing economics and all that is still there you know it's it's not oppressed i mean it's it's we have a, a, a business uh, pro business uh, policies as well as environment i mean I, i currently i'm in gujarat it's very much a right wing ecosystem in that sense the, in this places so so and and bjp ecosystem obviously is there when the party needs people you know it can get get it points across and it can win elections uh, so so both these ecosystems actually do exist and in some at some point of time in some uh, way they do help in creating a dharmic ecosystem as well or a hindu ecosystem as well however unfortunately that's currently the weakest ecosystem in all this three that we are uh, we have talked about and uh, the talk uh, I, i think you know and, and and what we all want to do is to have that kind of ecosystem as the biggest as and the strongest in what we can do so i hope that makes it clear